Hey, what's up? Thanks for joining us for Empower 716 Talk Show with Coach Robert Lowry. Listen, I am your host, author, life, and leadership coach, and I want to thank you for listening in to our show dedicated for entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers, and career shifters committed to growing their business and life. So listen, lock in for this new episode. You don't want to miss it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empower 716. I think we are actually at episode number 16. It's like going pretty. That's amazing. 17, 17, 17. You can put it on the full shot. We, today we're trying a little things, things out on the studio. So, uh, you know, things are not always, when you deal with production live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have uh, the privilege to have a wonderful young woman. Uh, in the building, uh, go by the name of Aisha Delk, right? I say your name yes. right because I always <laughs> I tell people I'm horrible with names, and so like, um, but uh, so you're in the building. I'm so I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm so nervous. You nervous? Yeah. Uh, I tell everybody I am truly nervous when every time I do this because it, it doesn't. It gets a little easier, mm-hmm. but it's definitely out of my comfort zone. And so, um, but uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get all in your business today. <laughs> For those who are just tuning in, if, if you are locked in with us, uh, just make sure uh, you like, you share. This just helps uh, get the value of this information out to other business owners, entrepreneurs uh, who are committed to growing their life and business in Western New York. And that's what Empower 716 is really just kind of building a tribe of business owners, entrepreneurs, because I believe when we come up with a community, when we develop a community and we work together, because sometimes, and even in our um, families and in our circle, sometimes if you don't see mm-hmm. other entrepreneurs and sometimes you can feel alone in this and you're like, man, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do the marketing. I'm trying to keep the, the accounting. I'm trying to keep the business strategy going. And sometimes it could be tough. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to get into uh, your strategy and your business shortly. Um, but Empower 716, we also have started a new segment. We started last week. Uh, we recognized a uh, small business uh, by Armada Cross Training, uh, my owner, the owner, Von Page. Uh, and so we're recognizing eight small businesses in Western New York. And today we're going to highlight Three Stories Coffee Company, which is an extension of 716 Ministry. Um, just opened up on Broadway, beautiful building um, and facility. Uh, but if you are interested, I want you to take a look at this video. But if you're interested in having your business showcased um, in this spotlight, uh, just make sure you hit us up at uh, empower716 at gmail.com. That's empower716 at gmail.com. And so let's uh, give a big shout out to Three Coffee Company and uh, we're going to see what they're all about. We're 
celebrating the opening of Three Stories Coffee Company, which is uh, an extension of the workforce development program of 716 Ministries. Our organization is oriented around community development and creating uh, access to opportunities. And so a number of the people who we have served throughout uh, our history and our workforce development come from uh, Broadway Fillmore and adjacent neighborhoods. And so we decided that we wanted to be a stakeholder in this community. We want to help make some space over here and um, you know we had an existing relationship with partners in this building we've done some construction work in here um, and so through a partnership with Mosaic 659 the building owner and uh, Jericho Road Community Health Center we had an opportunity to open our own spot. We started from ground zero and worked our way up I've been involved in every planning stage of, of it from hiring to training to establishing vendor relationships to actually coming up with uh, menu concepts and, and everything. I, I put my hand in my footprint pretty much on every aspect of it. Uh, when this first started off it was just a shell so with it being just a shell and they've never done a culinary program before and that's where I came into play. I've have, I have over 30 years of culinary experience so I brought that to the table. I brought a wealth of knowledge and I transferred that over to this part of it as far as getting everything up and running. As the train director, it is going to be our hands-on site for some of our programs. We have a customer service certification program. The hands-on training will take place here uh, with Herm Cooks, our restaurant manager, uh, leading the efforts with, along with the, the work readiness team. Uh, and they'll get paid uh, hands-on shifts as they work towards customer service certification. And then this cafe is supposed to be a, you know, really a springboard for opportunity. Um, we talk about this all the time. There's so much talent in this neighborhood. You know, there's so much untapped talent everywhere. In the building as a whole, 1021 as a project is, you know, it used to be a furniture warehouse and now it's a health and wellness community center. There's a gym and primary care offices and um, dental help and I mean there's this really cool stuff happening here and so then on the first floor this opportunity to develop retail space, have a full service coffee shop, you know teach residents from the, the community culinary and customer service skills and uh, ultimately create a business incubator environment. We want our work readiness students to come through our culinary program or through our soft skills program or through our construction crew programs and those are just to build in them the habits of going to work every day, build uh, habits of being responsible and a lot of the people that are going to come through the cafe they might not be in it for culinary reasons. It's, it's giving them the opportunity to get back into the workforce, get used to going, going to work and things like that. Talent is universal. And so if this can create an opportunity to get a good job, get some training. Um, we work with, we build vocational plans with everyone that goes through our, our programs, career goals. Um, we want to just be a part of the process of people uh, thinking about their dreams and working towards them. The three stories are this, it's direct trade, it's locally roasted, and it's not for profit. So every dollar that gets spent with uh, Three Stories Coffee, we try to do as much justice with it as possible. We buy our beans directly from farmers and producers, making sure that they're not getting exploited wherever they you know, are around the world, Guatemala, Ethiopia, Tanzania, different places we source beans from. And then we import those beans directly here to Buffalo, we roast them perfectly, and serve them fresh, so it's a high quality product, and then 100% of the dollars that are earned in this place get folded back into community development, workforce development, to our programming. I'd love to see this place thriving with people from this neighborhood in here having meetings, uh, for this to be like a real community hub. 
Uh, I'd love to see people coming through the uh, work readiness programs, working here, and starting their own businesses, their own businesses that they own and run in this neighborhood. My focus to get this place uh, up and going from a year from now is to just be a direct reflection of the Broadway Fillmore neighborhood, continue the revitalization that's already going on here. Our hours of operation are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. No weekends yet, but we're gonna change the hours as when the summertime comes around, we'll increase the hours. If there's certain events going on, we will work evening hours. We'll be catering out events in the evening. If you wanna get in contact with anybody's three stories, again, my name's Herm Cooks. I'm the general manager. We could be reached at 716-342-2000 and if you can't reach us at that number you can also reach us at 716-440-8298. So that's a big shout out to Three Stories Coffee doing their thing, uh, the Broadway market. So if you are going, to, obviously, for Easter is coming right up. Uh, so many of you celebrate um, Easter and you always go in. If you celebrate at Broadway market, make sure you go stop by Three Coffees, Three Story Coffee. Um, and even if it's, if it's not Easter, go check them out because uh, they're doing some great things over there. Uh, so let's get into it. I got, I got to know, I got a little bit more because I see you all over uh, social media doing your thing. Thank you. And uh, so I, I want to know, before we jump into to a little bit about your business, I want to know a little bit more about you, where you're from, and, and some of your upbringing here. Um, a little bit about me. Um, before being an entrepreneur, I am a mom first. Um, I have a 15-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. Very active. Wow. Um, my 15-year-old is active in sports. My daughter is active in dance. Um, so I'm everything shuts down. Yeah. I don't care what's going on for London and Erin. Um, a little bit of my background is um, I grew up in a household with both mom and dad. So okay. I can't sit and give you the story of started from nothing. And yeah. I can't give you that story. I've always had my mom and dad present in my life. My mom and my, my dad is my biggest supporters. My mom and my dad are, they mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, without them, it's a lot of things that I'm doing that would not be possible. Wow. Um, my mom and dad, really back then when I was like my son age and my daughter age, I really didn't know nothing about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But now that I look back and as, as an adult, my mom and dad was entrepreneurs as I was growing up. My mom and dad owned three houses on our street. My mom and wow. dad fixed houses and rented them out. So I kind of learned entrepreneurship at a young age. That's dope. That's dope. Um, but it took me to my adulthood to realize what that was mm. back then. Um, so I grew up with two parents who were entrepreneurs. My father was a very hardworking man. My father, I watched my father go through cancer and still wake up every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to work to make sure that he provided for me and my siblings. Wow. Um, so that's just a little bit about me, I guess. Do you, uh, do you think that obviously that foundation is significant? Now, you talked about like other people have different stories, maybe, you know, being raised in a single-parent household. Do you obviously you think that played a huge role on you kind of having the mindset that you have now? Definitely. Um, I grew up with, like I said, both parents. So 
I'm not going to say I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Right. Um, but my mother taught me at a young age, like, say when Jordans came out. Mm-hmm. My mother made me get a job at 14. You work in summer youth. I don't care what we <laughs> And they would say, well, I, we had this. My mom did this 1080-10 plan with me. Mm. So the 1080-10 plan was 10% was ties, 10% was savings, 10%, I mean, 80% you you have, that's your have, that's your have money. Wow. Like, that's what you play with. So my mom would take money and put it in my savings account. At 18, I was able to buy my br- a brand new car off the lot. So that 1080-10 plan wow, that worked. really worked. And right now, as my son is getting older and... He wants things. He keep joking with me. I want a Hellcat for <laughs> my 16th birthday and stuff like that. But getting him used to working, not everything being handed to right. you, I think that was the biggest thing. I think that's what helps me now as an adult. Um, yes, I was spoiled, but yet still my mother and father still made me work for the stuff that I mm. wanted. It was never just freely handed to you. Like, here you go. Wow. So, like, if I wanted a pair of Jordans, they was $180. I had to come up with the 80 They'd give me the 100 So... It was just different things that I learned as growing up that I apply now as an adult. That's really dope. I always tell people, like, if I knew what I knew now. Definitely. Like, just the whole, like, saving. Because, you know, I was in the mindset, and so many of us are, uh, you you flash Mm -hmm. before you have it. So it's good to, you know, we we talked them out of you look good. And uh, but you you broke outside. You don't have no money to buy nope. anything. Yeah. So so to have that mindset at a young age, especially at, you know fourteen, that's that's really dope. Just to to learn about saving. What's so funny? My mother still have my first check. Really? Um, summer youth. Yes. Wow. She kept it. She was just showing my son the other day, like <laughs> you need to get a job. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> so great foundation, and and so. Where like what what was your kind of your your dream or aspiration like uh, coming out of high school? What was kind of what was that like? Coming out of high school, to be honest with you, I thought I was going to the WNBA. Really, I was okay. into sports definitely. Tomboy, everybody look at me and be like, "Oh, you so girly." I'm really not. <laughs> um, so you play ball? So you know, play basketball, ran track. You know, I wanted to play sports. I played a little bit in college. Okay. Um, before getting pregnant with my son, so. Me, I was just like, oh, I want to play basketball. I want to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. This is what I want to do. I really didn't really think about, like, being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, It was more so, especially after having my son, is just working, mm. making sure I can provide for my kid. Um, After that, like, as my son got older, I realized, okay, I got to give him something. Like, I got to show my kids what their situation, like, like their father being incarcerated and stuff like that. Yeah. So... I had to um, show my son that you can still have everything. Like, you're not missing a beat. Mm. And mommy's working a nine to five. Mommy is an entrepreneur. So um, I told, I promised my kids that I was going to go back to school and get my degree. I went back to school and got my degree in criminal justice. Wow, that's dope. Okay. Um, the reason why I got into criminal justice is because I just wanted to know the penal law. Like, mm. one of my favorite cousins ended up getting incarcerated, and I wanted to know what was these numbers behind why he's in jail. Wow. So um, that was the whole reason why I had um, went the criminal justice way. Okay. I actually started back school in September to get my bachelor's. And... Um, I just wanted to pursue it. I was just so curious as mm. to what, what, why is he getting this amount of time? Like, what is in the penal law that is requiring him to go to jail this long? Like, I just wanted to know. 
And then another thing, the reason why I wanted criminal justice was because my brother, me and my brother both have criminal justice degrees. My brother is actually a detective in Maryland. Okay. Honest. And um, he has a, he's a mili- he was a military police officer before that. So it was just interest. It was just interesting to me. I actually got my security license out of high school. We had the BBTC program. Hindsight, not thinking about it. <laughs> um, they offer cosmetology, as you know, um, cosmetology, other little fields that you could take. And it's so funny. I go back to cosmetology school at 21. But before that, when I graduated from high school, I was already, I had my security license. I was working at um, Children's Hospital. So you already, so you already started the foundation. So I had yeah. a little foundation in it, and I kept telling um, my kid's grandfather, who owned Bolo Security, I kept saying, I want to take over the company. Like, I want to really, like, have a security company. I want to I wanna do this. And while I was in school, he was just listening to me. And, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like at that time, maybe I wasn't ready. And then back in August, I had got with him, and I said, this is, this is really what I want to do. I'm interested in it. Um, I really want to take over the company, and, um, you know, I've been asking you this for years, like, and finally he said yes, and there go my start. With the- now what, what kind of, like, what was that conversation? Did he, like, like okay, I'm going to... Oh, you know, did he... Did he, he, he test you through? Yeah, he, he tested you the process? He schooled me. Like, <laughs> you know, because when he had the company, they were doing major things. Yeah. You know, that's, like, a major thing to turn something over, your baby over to... Something that's gonna be somebody else's baby, right. you know. I I know that just with conversations with him, I know I'm making him proud. Mm. I didn't think that um, when I threw it out there, I didn't think that people would take to it so fast. I want to say I threw it out there in August of me starting the company all over again, bringing yeah. it back. I want to say I had my first booking by September. Wow! That's and ever good. since yeah, then, good. it was like one thing after another. So I didn't realize how much support people really supported. Mm. And I mean, it kind of like brought tears to my eyes because I was thinking this is a man's field. Like, ain't nobody gonna really mess with it. And I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you uh, a little bit about being in a, you know, in the male-dominated mm-hmm. industry. But why don't we, uh, before we get into that, just kind of explain what Bolo Protection Agency is. Bolo Protection Agency, it, um, we provide individual services um, for bodyguard work. Okay. Um, venues. Um, different events. I have done different events throughout the town. Um, just um, all around, I, I'm trying to get the agency out of the whole club thing. Yeah. Um, I see. I see a vision for myself that I'm giving myself two years to get us completely into more of the corporate world. Wow. Getting more corporate contracts. I want to expand Bolo as far as I can. Mm. Um, not just in Buffalo, but I, my guys know. Like I always talk to them. Like you can, we can make this club money. That club money is easy. Right. But what about me being able to offer you four hundred one ks and putting you, you and your family in different positions to wow. where you don't have to stand in the club overnight. You right. know what I mean? My vision for my company extends farther than just us working in clubs and, you know, just doing different venues. I'm working so hard. I don't think people realize, like, since I started and me knowing the direction that I'm trying to go, I have a lot of... I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and jot down things. Mm. Um, I have a lot of things that I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to take my my children's grandfather business from being just that club 
security company to now we're corporate. Now we're we have corporate contracts. We are bodyguarding for major people. Yeah. We have we um my guys is making enough money that they can live off of mm. and be okay. And putting people in different positions to where they can win. And when they get ready to branch off from me, they have the foundation that they need if they wanted to start a company. Wow. Now, I want to ask you this question. Or, because many entrepreneur business owners, they have the vision, right? Mm-hmm. You have the vision. And how do you keep, I guess, turning the plow of, like, I got to stay locked into this vision no matter what, like, what's going around. So, you know, your mother... Obviously, you have other responsibilities, other businesses. Knowing that this is where you're going to see yourself in two years with your business. And, and I love the fact that you, you're just not saying, I got to make sure my family, me and my family eat. But I got to make sure the people who I bring on to this your team and your vision eats as well. And that they have longevity with, you know, 401k and so forth. How challenging is it to have that vision and then still got to get through your day-to-day stuff as an entrepreneur. Um, it's very challenging. I um, I I'm I call myself now a night owl. Yeah. I kind of I'm working when everybody else is asleep. Mm. I mean, because my day can go for. I wake up every morning at six o'clock in the morning. I have a son that has to be in school by eight o'clock. I have a daughter that has to be in school by eight forty-five. So it's like my mind is tick-tocking. Yeah. Like I'm never on. Like I can never really get a break. And then on top of that, I'm still working a 40-hour-a-week job as a group home manager. Mm. So I have to, most of my midnight oil burning is at night. <laughs> like I'm 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm up on my, you see, I got my laptop in my purse. <laughs> like anytime I get an opportunity to work on something, to pursue towards that goal, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So after I done did homework, after I done cooked, after I done ran around for basketball practice, track practice, after I done even probably had time for me to go get my nails done or something like that, just by the time I get home and that day in the bed, it's like my time to really focus on my businesses. Wow. Um, like me, I'm one of them people, if I set a goal for myself, my mom had me a long time ago write a goal, my list down of where I wanted to be. I want to say my son probably was seven. Mm -hmm. And she had me write down where I wanted to be in the next five years. Mm. Write it all down. So I was like, Ma, is you serious? Like, I just, (laughs) like, what is you? But one of the goals was me graduating from school. I hit that goal. Mm. Um, One of the goals was for me to open up a salon. I hit that goal. Wow. Um, and it might not have been done in that allotted time, but before them five years was up, I was already surpassing my goals. Wow. So me, I'm one of them people that if my mindset is focused on what I want to do, like if I know this is what I want to do, I'm going to push as far as I can to get to where I don't care if I got to bust down three doubles. You're going to make it work. I'm going to make it work because my thing is, I don't want to ask nobody for nothing, and I don't want to feel like I owe somebody something mm. for something that I know that I'm pushing for on my own. It's my blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I am uh, – and the crazy thing is I was just talking to one of my close friends. A lot of goals that I had set for myself for the security company, I've already mastered some of them. Wow. Now, you actually you, – you said you started – you took over – uh, the company uh, August of last year? Yes. Wow. 
So another question I have for you, because a lot of times when people get into, like you said, you had a full-time, you got a full-time job and you start your own business, a lot of people have this ideal that entrepreneur, you know, you do make your own hours, but it's not a nine to five. It's, it's not. not something you just turn on and turn off. And some people think it's like this glamorous lifestyle. It's of, really not. I just wake up when I want to wake up and just run my business, whatever. So uh, do you find that a lot? Like a lot of people who are starting their own business that this is this is your life, right? This is. This I is, mean, this is really your life. Yeah. Like, you know, I I can't wait until I'm not at that point yet. I don't know if it's just fear or um, what it is. My mom just, she always tell me it always is the faith of a, the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm I'm at that level <laughs> right now. But, you know, I um, my ultimate goal is to eventually be able to fall back from my full-time job yeah. and just completely give my all to the security company mm-hmm. and watching it grow. And I know that when it's my time, God will open the doors that I need to be able to take that step to move forward. I don't want to make that step prematurely and then absolutely. I'm not ready. Yeah. I feel like everything happens on God's time and not ours. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times we move before God and then things don't work out the way that we plan it to work out. So me, I'm waiting for God to open whatever door he see fit that I can say it's time for me to walk away from my nine to five. Right mm-hmm. now I'm comfortable. I've been a group home manager now for 10 years. Wow. So that job come like this. It's like that, yeah. It's like clockwork. Um, I could kind of run my house in my sleep. Mm. But even at my job, I have young people that are entrepreneurs are trying to be entrepreneurs. So I always try to encourage them to pursue your dreams, prepare for failure. You're not going to be perfect. Right. Anytime you step out into that business world, it's not perfect. Like, and my thing was, I want to, I'm always trying to be perfect. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to strive for excellence. And I had to fall back a little bit and know that, you know, you, it's gonna be some failure. Now, is that yeah. tough? Because I, I, we probably share the same kind of mindset with that. Is I always felt like I, I wouldn't start nothing until I had it right. Like I didn't want to jump out doing something until I had everything checked off. And then I realized like that kept me back from even starting it. So, like, is that difficult? Like, how did you get over that? Like, how did you battle though? Like, you know, I just got, is everything in life is not perfect. I gotta get prayer. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Prayer works. It works. <laughs> um, not only that, I can honestly say, like, since I started this security thing, I have veterans that have been doing security for a long time. Like, mm. um, one of my closest friends, he uh, he does security, been doing it for a long time, and he always send me inspirational stuff every morning. Mm. Um, and when I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough for my company, he always send me something inspirational that pulls me back to show me that you just where you need to be. Just stay yeah. focused. You know what I mean? Like, I, um, if you don't push yourself, how do you know if you're going to be successful or not mm. in whatever you do? You have to, like, put yourself out there. I don't consider myself the most popular person in America, but I know that I have a strong support system, yeah. and I do have um, true friends that is going to encourage me to keep going. Mm. Um I would tell any entrepreneur, like, if you feel like you want to start a business, start it. Start it, yep. Um, when you fell at something, it shows you that, okay, I can't do it this way. I have to turn around and do it another way. That's all it's doing. It, it, you don't get discouraged from it. Like, it's going to, everything is going to take off, but it's going to take off in your time when it's your time. 
And I always, one of my good friends, Connie, she always said, like, the people that certain people can reach, that's who they reach. The people that I can reach is who I'm going to reach. Right. So at the end of the day, why be discouraged? That's a word right there. That's a word. So I want to ask you, being a, a female in a predominantly male industry, how how challenging was that? <laughs> I had to start winging out if you are really calling me <laughs> to talk to me. See, I was going, I was going, I was definitely, I was going to ask that question too, because a lot of times when you see certain things, you, you know, again with uh, marketing and everything else, it's like, uh, I'm sure you probably get that a lot. I get it a lot. Um, but one thing I've been fortunate is every guy that is surrounded by me now that works for me or I work with, yeah. they treat me like I'm their sister. Like it's really like a, a family. Mm -hmm. Like, they really protected me. They really protective of me, and they really protect me. But it'd be sometimes I get a call like, is you trying to hit on me, or (laughs) are you looking for business? What is it that you want? But I deal with that a lot. Now, how do you you handle that? Because I think for another uh, female entrepreneurs who may be, because I I see that happen, uh, you know, on several instances to people that, you know, not being taken seriously mm-hmm. in, in, in whatever field that you're in. How do you handle some of that? Um, if I see a conversation going more towards you trying to hit on me, I kind of keep trying to di- redirect the conversation back to business. Yeah. If I can't redirect you back to business, the conversation over. Right. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not I, I I'm not selling a, a product. Like right. I'm selling a I'm trying to give you a service. Like right. we ain't we ain't about to talk about all that. And I get it a lot. Like you wouldn't believe how much now, do you think you have to work as harder as a as a female entrepreneur, especially with you know a security company? Do you have to work two times, five times harder than you know a male counterpart? Um, in the beginning, I did feel like that, but I also my guys that work with me also know that I will get out there and work with them. Yeah, like I don't have I'm not just sitting back in no office and writing that stuff on a piece of paper and just sending them out. Like it's been times where I've done went and worked at a club, like, mm-hmm. or I done been out with them in a fight breakout, and I can probably be partying. I have my shoes on, and I'm still going <laughs> to step in the middle of whatever they got going on. So, yeah. and they know that. I think that's what helps them a lot when dealing with me, because they know that I will get in the trenches with them. Like, this is just, I want my business to grow, and I know that at the end of the day, people have to see that I'm willing to work, too. Like, people only want to work with you when they know that you're willing to work too. Not afraid to get your hands dirty. Yes, you know, you just and not, get in the yeah. midst of everything that they got going on as well. Okay. So how we talked a little bit about, like, balance, you mm-hmm. know, you being a mom, being, you know, full-time job, going back to school. Um, whenever somebody, I hear those lists of things, it makes me feel like uh, a sense of relief, too, because sometimes you do feel like you're, you're the only one trying to, like, make things work. You got multiple things going on. Mm-hmm. And then you hear somebody else and you're like, oh, I don't know. If I, don't, I, I had to drop school, so I, went, I tried to go back for my master's degree. And on top of everything else going on, so I'm up like uh, 3 o'clock in the morning just reading this like 20-page you know, document. And I'm like, I don't see how people do it. And especially if you got younger kids, uh, it, it's really challenging. So how do you balance? And, and you talked about being mom, number, you know, that's your number one priority. How do you balance all of that? I know with school coming back up, I um I know I'm not going to physical classes. I'm definitely <laughs> doing online school so I can log on when I need to. Yeah. But um I guess it's make sure, making sure that the kids after my kids is okay, 
like yeah. making sure that their day is okay, they're happy. Um, like I said, I do a lot of stuff at night. So it's like the balance come through with support. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, without mom and dad, I wouldn't be able to do a lot of things that I am doing. Like my mom, like right now I'm here with you and my father is gone to pick up my, my son from track. So just having that support system that's around me, I think it makes it a lot more easier for me to accomplish everything that I want to. Yeah. Um, my parents have been the strongest force for me these last eight years. Mm. Like, since their father have been incarcerated. I know if he was home, he would take a lot of lead in things that I have going on. I probably wouldn't have to be working this much, but I know that without my parents and his parents, that support system that I have is helping me to be grounded in things that I want to do. Wow. Um, And... The amounts of support that they show me, like, just with his mom stays in Atlanta, so she texts me all the time. I mean, she probably watches it. <laughs> she texts me all the time, just little encouraging things. Like, even though they're far away, it's just the things that they do to try to support me here. Mm. Um, his dad is the one that turned over the security company to me. You know what I mean? And this is something that I can pass on to his grandson because my son is interested. My son wants to go to school for criminal justice. Wow. Um, my son wants to go to school to, to be a lawyer. He, he tells me that all the time. So I just, I take him to the office with me now just to show him little things, like just in case, like if this is something that you really do, but I know him. He, if they <laughs> give him a scholarship for basketball somewhere, he's, he's going to take it. Yeah. yeah. But um, my biggest thing is my parents, like, you just, I, I couldn't, words can't express how much I appreciate. See, I love the, I love the fact my that. Parents. I love the fact, one, is that obviously you're acknowledging your parents and, and the foundation they planted in you. And then that is now transforming to your, your children. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk a lot about this in our community sometimes where we, we don't see certain things in our household. Like, you know, having. Uh, someone break down of how to save, someone teaching you how to have a support system, how critical that is mm-hmm. because there are individuals who are out there who don't have support systems. Um, and so you value it. And then, you know, bringing your, your, your son to work. Many people are not exposed to, to that, you know, taking your child to even see them. Mm-hmm. And so now that your child is being exposed to see their mom working, my, starting their own business. Yeah, like That's my dope. kids... My daughter, she was like, Ma, you you just I told the girl today that you did my hair or Ma, they don't believe that you yeah. you work security. <laughs> and, or my son, uh, I'll post a picture or something like that. And he'd be like, Ma, they don't know I gotta fly mom. You know, like <laughs> my mom, mom dope. My mom do dope, yeah. Like my mom can do both. Like and it, it it brings happiness to my children seeing me. At first I used to be so upset about, you know, not having that time, but yeah. now it's like they know that when I'm missing time, the time that I'm missing from them, I'm making it better for them in the long run. Mm, I love that. Um, like my son, we had this conversation the other day. He was like, you, you be busy, mom. Sometimes you come in the house and you go to sleep, but you never miss a game. Mm. I can turn around and audience you there. Um, you never miss the important stages that I go through in life. That's the reason why I don't, I don't mind you 
being gone or you have to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know the outcome from this, the payoff from this is one day you're going to be able to be home with us all day. Yeah. And he, as he's getting older, he's understanding more. Mm. Like, I just was telling you that my son wants to be an entrepreneur himself. Like, he comes to me with ideas all the time trying to, and I'll be like, boy, just focus on basketball. Like, <laughs> like do one thing at a time. Try to figure out, yeah. At a time, but... <laughs> I'm glad that he's seeing me being entrepreneur. Me being an entrepreneur is motivating him to be one. Yeah. So I guess that's the biggest blessing of it all. And I love the lessons with like, for those who are listening right now. When you look at the like everything that you talked about, when you when you talk about success, you talk about like growth in the person and really making like generational changes in in, in your family, leaving a legacy for your kids. Uh, just the fact that you don't miss those. Because I, I, when I reflected back on some of my career, it was always putting the business first and then the family suffer. Like, you, you don't have time for this because you're just trying to get not so much the bag, but you're trying to secure making sure that your family is okay. And, and that could be, like, a tough balance. But the fact that, you know, your son could look at, you know, a game and see his mom there is those are the moments that they're actually going to value the most. More than anything. Yeah. And then with me, it's with, with their father being incarcerated, I feel like I can't miss nothing. Yeah. Like, I have to be a part of every right. little thing because I'm his, I'm, he, when he calls me, I have to tell him what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? So I have to be there to tell him everything. Like, oh, your son did this, your son did that. I don't want him to hear a third party. And then I don't want my kid to turn around and don't see neither parent. Yeah. Um, so that's just bit I'm telling you when I don't care what's going on in my life, if it if my son has something or my daughter has something, either it's gonna wait, whatever I gotta do, or I'm gonna cancel it. Like it, it is what it is because I feel like I'm already as an entrepreneur taking a lot of time to where I'm not there. Right. So if me being at this basketball game or me being at this dance recital is important to them. It's important, important to, to you. Yeah. So let's start transitioning to your, your other business. Now you, you have a, have another business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell us what you, what do you, what's your other business about? Um, I am a cosmetologist. I do do hair. Um, I did have a hair salon, a big hair salon at one point. And then I started the um, security company mm -hmm. and I noticed that I was getting pulled more in a direction of something that I really wanted to do yeah. compared to something I just have been, I've been doing since I was 21. So it was like starting to take a toll because I felt like my presence was lacking in the salon. Yeah. And um, because I was more focused on starting that business, getting that business together, I didn't think that I was going to get booked that soon. So now the bookings is coming in and, now I got to focus on is the garbage taken out. So you got good, you got good problems over there. <laughs> yeah, so it was just like, okay, now it's like, Aisha, you have to pick which one you want the most. Yeah. Like, so me, it was, it was a hard decision because I put my blood, sweat, and tears into opening my salon. Yeah. Um, But I had to make that decision not only for me, but for my mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Because it was, I because I was, paying attention more in this direction and slacking in this direction, it was starting to affect me. And me, I am like a perfectionist. Like, I like things to be done Over. the way it is. Now, let me stop you for a second. So, because this happens to many people. Now, how did how did you figure out, like, 
I gotta I gotta make that decision because sometimes people just like you walk into something like oh I'm just I'm spread thin, but then you talk about mental health and you did you have like a, a breakdown to like I had a breakdown with my mom yeah like it was one night I came in the house one day and I it was something that happened at the shop and it made me have like a mental breakdown mm. with my mom and I just cried because I knew I invested so much money into this like my own money like I'm talking about working busting down doubles to make sure I supplied that that building right and um I had cried with my mom and my mom my mom is a prayer woman like I can go to her with something and she gonna pray about it like mm. that's just her that's the best you need I, that yeah. I, I thank God that I have a praying mother like that's one thing that I thank God for my mom gonna pray about everything and she always tell me to pray before you make a decision yeah so after crying with her, we prayed together. I went downstairs. I cried a little more, prayed before I went to bed. And what helped me make my decision was I felt like I was running myself thin. Mm. Like I'm jumping from this place to this place. I'm jumping from here to here to here to here. Now, not only that, I'm being a mom. I'm yep. working 40 hours here. So I got to go. Right. And... Like I said, I've been wanting to start me a security company. I just didn't know when that opportunity was going to come for me. Mm. And this is, I knew that that was something I wanted to do more than anything. So when it came down to it, and I, it was just like my final straw, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to let the hair salon go. I'm going to drop down to a suite, just take my customers, my loyal customers that I done had for years. Yeah. And I'm going to keep pressing towards what I want to do with this company. And at the time when all of that happened, I, and I always say, you know, you always got to move when God tell you to move. Absolutely. Only because in the process of that happening, one of my best friends um, who's sweet, I, I got a suite in his shop now. Um, one of my best friends was looking to expand his business. So we ended up coming up with an agreement of payment so that everything swaps over. So everything that I bought for my salon, he ended up buying it from me, and he took over the salon. That's the reason why I always say when God is in the mix, it's going to work. Because I was sitting here like, what am I going to do with trying all to Trying to figure stuff? it out, what you going to do, yeah. Now I got to pay for storage. <laughs> I don't got enough, you know what I mean? But everything just happened simultaneously. Mm. And then, so when it... When it happened the way that it happened, I knew that God was in the midst of that. Absolutely, yeah. Because it could have went the other way. And then I was fortunate to have, um, I was blessed with wonderful um, landlords Mm -hmm. at that building to where the swap was easy. They just swapped everything into his name. It wasn't no hassle. Everything moved freely. It was almost Uh like when I signed that paper over, you don't know how much of a burden was <laughs> off of me. I mean, I wanted to go to church and shout. Like, it was just that, like, yeah. and I knew that it was my call. It was, it was, it, everything happened for that reason. Like everything happened. And then you feel like it was just like you just said. You felt the relief, but it felt right. It was you felt like you prayed on it. It was God's timing, and it worked out. And then, like, you, it was a piece, I guess. I'm it was like the piece. the piece that overcame yeah. me. It was just like, I literally cried. That's because dope. it was just like, it was like a burden relief. Like, I don't have to worry about this no more. Mm. Like, I can really move forward and finish pursuing what I want to do. Now, a couple of points I want to just go back that you made because I think it's important, especially, you know, you having a full-time job. And I, I tell people, too, is that, you know, I had a full-time job running my business and I didn't make that move where I'm almost 
five or six years later. Mm-hmm. And and then you talked about when to let go when there's things on your plate. And, you know, we all try different things in our businesses. So, you know, like, I want to try this. I want to do this. And then, like you said, kind of letting go. Like, maybe this is, I need to focus on this so I can get great at this. And this, you know, at that season, that's where I needed mm-hmm. to be. But now I got to transition. So that's real dope. So tell me a little bit about, um, some of your clients now you that you have, and then if people are kind of like interested in uh, doing business with you, like what what's some of the things that you offer far as in your company? Um, right now I'm looking for far as what I'm looking for now. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm about to have a big hiring event. Um, I'm gonna invite other uh, entrepreneurs. Maybe if you okay. need like stylists or. In your salon or um, other security companies that's looking for guys, like I ain't no hater. Every, it's enough money out here to be made by everybody. Absolutely. Um, just different things like that. Um, I'm looking for armed and unarmed guards. Okay. Um, when most of the time, most of the things that I've been getting lately is, uh, to be honest, it hasn't been really club things. It's, it's some. One thing that my mama taught me is. Some money ain't worth having. <laughs> so if somebody called me from a club or something like that, and I feel like it's going to put my guys at risk, yeah. I won't take it. That's good. Because the good. end goal is for all of us to make it home. Absolutely. I have a family that I have to make it home to, so I want you to be able to make it to your home, to your family. Mm. So some gigs that I get, I won't take them. Um, it's certain things that I just won't do. I don't do kids' parties. I don't do none of that. I yeah. won't do a 21 and under event. I won't do that at all. Yeah. Um, it's just certain standards that I feel like you have to set for your business. And once you set those standards, then people will know, like, I might as well not even call her because yeah. she's not even going to do it. In my contract, it says, if um, you're trying to book me, do not try to book me for a 21 and under event. I will not come. And if you lie and my guys call me and tell me that it's 21 and under there, I will gladly give you your money back and we will remove ourselves off the premises. It's just with me. Yeah. That's how it's going to go. Um, so it's definitely with, like, setting the standards. Mm. Of what what type of work you want? Like, I can give you the club environment if that's what you want, but if you really want to make some money and you really want to try something different, I can also offer you that as well. I mean, I've been getting a lot of different um, different people reaching out from senior living facilities to um, the biggest thing now is dispensaries. Yeah. Um, things to where it's not requiring you to put yourself in so much danger. Hmm. So right now, like, as far as me and my agency and what I stand for, I'm looking for guys that want to work. Nowadays, people do not want to work. I was going to ask you that. It's, I mean, I, I, it's really challenging. I, I've uh, I've uh, a couple of organizations consulted me for hiring individuals and uh, going through the candidates uh, of applicants. It's really been challenging mm-hmm. finding the right people and even getting them even through the application part itself. So, and, and you, you said you're looking for both armed and unarmed guards. Now, is there, a, as far as other agencies, is there like a lack of, of people that are, that you're, you're getting on the table? Um, first and foremost, 
in order to work with me, you have to have your license. I'm not yeah. taking you. Like, I'm not taking somebody out the street and making them a security guard. Like, you have to go through the whole process of getting your license. Like, right. I'm not hiring you unless you have your license. Um, I, um, it's been a shortage because not a lot of people are trying to work towards getting a license. I won't hire you unless you have your license. Right. A lot of people jump from company to company. Um, just take whatever is available. Um, so yes, I feel like it, it definitely is a shortage. Um, I, I feel like people, even with me working in a group home, I just feel like working is just not in people. Mm -hmm. They don't want to work. Yeah. They want everything handed to them. And it's, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough balance. Uh, I think, what I've learned just uh, in, in my experience is stepping back in. I was just having a conversation a few days ago with someone about really having to reteach like work ethic mm -hmm. um, is important. Just like the basics of even like soft skills, showing up on time, uh, not to have your cell phone out while I'm paying you, like those little things. Um, <laughs> so it, we definitely got a, a lot of work to do. Um, I have definitely walked up on a guy and I was like, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to be on your phone right now, yeah. right? Like, and me, I, I'm the type of supervisor, I'll pop up. Yeah. Because one situation can mess up your whole brand. Mm -hmm. And it can, so me, I'm the pop-up type of girl. Like, I, if I send you somewhere and I want to know what's going on, or if I get a complaint about something, I'm popping up. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I gotta send you home or replace you, I will. Like, it is it it, and you want. I mean, I I hate to be like that, but at the same time, I have a business and I have a reputation that I have to keep right. for my business. I don't want to never get to a position where somebody say they don't want to, they don't want to book with me. Mm -hmm. So making sure that the people that you hire is on the same standards as you, mm. like they willing to work, they know that at the end of the day. Anything that you do reflects onto me. Because mm. when they say, when they mention the business, they're not going to say, John, John was a bad security guard. They're going to say that guy that she, they sent me from Bolo Protection Agency, that he was terrible. Now, I want to just, uh, you talked a little about branding and the, and the reputation that, that carries. As an entrepreneur, like when you, when you took over the company, and you, you talked about having a standard, having some expectations for your business, who you wanted to do business with, who you prefer not to do business with. Uh, when you're out there on a, trying to establish or where you want to be in two years, I kind of want you to give some insight to those who are currently doing their business or just want to start their business and how important it is to kind of build your reputation because even you know, with social media and everything mm -hmm. else like that, like you said, now you are the brand and you are the face. And so how uh, how do you carry that in making sure that, that that's what I need to get to my two-year plan? Um, I will always say, like, me, if any of my customers would, if they was online, they would tell you, like, I always reach out to them to make sure that they're getting the quality service that they feel like they need to get. Yeah. And I always let them know, like, if you have any issues with this guard, let me know. If you have any issues while this guard or any guard is there, let me know so that the adjustments can be made before it gets to a state where it's just gone too far. Right. Um, so I kind of communicate with everybody I work with weekly. Mm. 
I have like through email or through text. Like I get a text message from them. Um, a couple of my clients today, like text me and say, good luck coming on this show. Like um, we're going to be watching, you know what I mean? Like, so another thing is watching how you promote yourself on social media. Like that's something that I'm learning as well. Like, It'd be stuff I'd be wanting to say on social media, but then I have to remember, like, you know, this can be taken the wrong way yeah. or you can't be, uh, you can't say certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to stay, like, I'll say stuff, but I won't really say stuff, like, yeah. what I'm really thinking at right. that moment. Um, I try to um, keep my business page and my my personal page separate. I kind of limit who can really follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your social media is like not too bad, like because yeah. you know when you get hired for certain stuff, I know like higher up things. People go check your social media, like that's that's to go. They, that's to go too. Like you know, you want to know somebody, they know the type of person you are. <laughs> they check your social media. Um, your business page. Make sure you promote yourself as much as you can. Like yeah. even if you get one like, so what? Like. Don't stop promoting yourself. Don't stop um, putting yourself out there. Put yourself out there as much as you can, mm. because it might they you might not somebody might not like your post or your picture or whatever the case may be, but they watching. Mm. Believe me, I didn't had people from hearsay contact me from other people. You know what I mean? So don't never just think because I'm not getting a whole bunch of likes on social media that. Let that discourage you because I it's stuff that I post. I probably get one or two likes, but that's not going to stop my business. Like, yeah. people still contact me. People still, I still get booked to do hair. Like, I don't have to advertise that I'm at this location and security is here. Like, I don't, I don't do none of that. I don't yeah. have to put that out there because even what you don't see behind the scenes, we working. Things are making, things are happening. Things are happening. Yeah. So um, never stop promoting yourself. Always put yourself out there. Like if you, whether you selling lip gloss to whatever, like put yourself out there. Um, it takes nothing for somebody to share mm. your post. Like it takes nothing. That It don't cost you nothing to share anything that somebody is doing. I always say that. I, I try to share and support as many people as I possibly can. I done supported people privately you know what i mean like um and it's people that support me so just i just i I know a lot of people come to me and be like well how do you keep going how do you maintain like and i'm not getting that many likes on facebook or i'm not getting that many likes on social media and or or instagram and stuff like that that don't mean that you stop putting yourself out there i'll keep putting yourself out there that's so important i think we people tend to gauge likes and everything else. And I think if you're doing it for the right reasons and just like the point you made, you know, people coming out to you and say, hey, I watched this or I seen this and they may not click the like button. Mm-hmm. Just people just like to, to stroll through, uh, scroll through the, uh, the news feeds and then they see like, oh, I see you got this going on or I want to reach out to you about your business. I have, people, I have had people inbox me and I don't even follow them. Yeah. Like I don't check my requests and then people <laughs> asking me about security, stuff like that. So that's just what I'm saying. Just keep putting yourself out there because it might be that one share that you get yeah. that might bring in just that client that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, like, when my guys go out there, they're a representation of me. So making sure that they're neat. Yeah. 
um, making sure that they are dressed properly, not no baggy pants, hoodies, the traditional things that you would see um, security guards wearing and stuff like that. But when you go out, you're representing the company. Mm -hmm. So people should want to know, like, wow, who is Bolo? Like, you guys did a really good job. Like, things like that. So it's just always have people around you that um, believe in what you believe in, like support what you support, believe in your dream, believe in your vision. Mm. You can have a lot of people that's around you but don't believe in your vision. Because I know I done told when I first started the security company, people was asking me why. Why did I want to do that? Mm. And then it's like me, I'm the type of person, like some of my friends will tell you, I won't even talk to them about something I'm about to do. They won't even see it until I actually probably go turn the key and go into something. And- now that's, a, that's a word right there. So let's, let's, let's focus on that real quick. Just having the vision that you have and, and feeling like you need to get other people's approval or validation. Uh, how, just give me some insight. Like far as like, is that kind of your, your strategy of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to work this and then I'm going to, you just going to find out. My thing is I have, <laughs> I have always been the type of person that I can be working on something right now. Yeah. Like I can have something going on right now to where it's like, I can probably turn the key to something. <laughs> and I probably didn't sit on the phone and talk to my friends or nobody about it at all. Yeah. Because I feel like once you start letting people in the mix of what you're doing, sometimes people cast bad vibes, bad, make you feel like you shouldn't be doing something that yeah. you really want to do. So to avoid all of that, I'm the type of person I keep a lot of things private. Yeah. I'm going to keep it private until I'm ready to put it out there. Because another thing is, it's people that put stuff out there, and then when you don't push forward with something, now you looking like. So don't. So my thing is, don't put nothing. You don't have to. You don't have to prove nothing to nobody. Absolutely. Like me, when it comes to me and my business, I put blinders on. Like I really only keep my eyes forward on what I'm trying to do, like the prize that's in front of me. Yeah. Like, because when you start looking to the left of what this person is doing and looking to the right of what that person is doing, it make you feel like you're not doing enough. But when you have those blinders on and going towards your goal, no matter what is coming at you in this direction or this direction, you just focused on you and what you got going on, you will find out that you will accomplish more than what you really think you can. Mm. When you start adding other people's opinions into the mix and letting people fill your head up with what you can and cannot do as a woman or... What you can and cannot do, or de- it's so many of those here, yep. and it's so many of that. It's so what? Like, it's a lot of people doing a lot of things. If we go to other cities, it's you people that thing. have a yep. million and one things that's all alike. It's all about how you represent yourself and your business and what you stand for in your brand, hmm. not nobody else's. I, I love, I love, the, I love your mindset. I think that's. That's half the battle. I think mindset is half the battle and then obviously execution. And I, th- I think, you know, what you're doing is, is really dope because I think just even your, your foundation, sharing it with your children, but then being locked in to your goal. And, and I think even the point that you really helped me with is just sometimes, you know, be careful what you share too early or too mm-hmm. prematurely because I think some people, like, they have a heart. And I don't think some people just do it, you know, some people do it intentionally, but some people do it unintentionally that 
they may not have the capacity to receive what the vision of God has given you. And so they try to limit you. Like, you sure you want to do that? Or I don't think that, like you just said, nobody's done that before. Or, you know, this person already doing that. So why would you have to do this? Um, And so that's a word in itself on fire, especially when you're trying to start your business or you're trying to scale your business up. um, And it's a daily, daily thing. So how do you continue to rebuild yourself on a daily because I think some days it's probably harder than others. Definitely. Um, and I don't know if we can talk about the Red Bull because I, when you had the Red Bull, I recognized, I was like, oh, yeah, she, that's one of those because I, I got the Red Bull. This is survival <laughs> one-on-one for me. Um, anybody know, all my friends know, I'm going to always have a Red Bull, but this is how I, like, press through my day. Like, me, I'm not going to make it seem like being an entrepreneur is sunshine and roses. Yeah. And you wake up every day and I'm just making all this money. And yeah. I done took losses. Mm. Like, I done took losses, but I done bounced back from plenty of them to know that I'm not going to make that mistake no more. Isn't those the tough lessons? Like, sometimes you, you can't be taught those lessons. Like, if somebody tell you to avoid that pitfall. Sometimes you got to go you with gotta, pitfall. Yeah, and you lose and like, ooh, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> like... Um, if anybody was to tell you that being an entrepreneur is sunshine and rainbows and stuff like that, I don't know what type of business they got, <laughs> but it's not. Like, you going to hit some pit pitfalls that you ain't even see coming sometimes. Right. Um, but you have to get so grounded and so um, into yourself yeah. that you know that, if, okay, I done hit this pitfall, but how I'm a bounce out of this. You know what I mean? Like, and a strong thing for me is prayer, man. Like, I really believe prayer works. Like, I'm a firm believer. I don't go to church every Sunday, but I know that God is real, and Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of things wouldn't be possible without him. Yeah. So, I constantly keep prayer in my everyday. Um, I read my daily bread. I don't know if a lot of people do that anymore. My mom bring me one home from church. Does she? But, um, just um, just keep pushing yourself. Know your self-worth. Like, know where you trying to go. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, like I said before, everybody not going to see what you see in yourself or your vision, but you have to play your vision out the way that you see it. Mm. And it might not work the way you see it the first time, but it, whatever pitfall you fall into, it's going to show you how to redirect to make it work the second time. Mm. Like, I don't feel like I fail as a salon owner. No, I don't. I don't feel like that. I felt like what's for me is for me. That wasn't for me. Uh, I, it is what it is. But I know that with this security company, this is for me. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that I want to do. And I'm going to make sure that the people that's around me is going to, we're going to all be at a point where we all talk about. Yeah. Like, I have guys that want to start their own business, but they they watching me to see how they, what they need to do, and I ain't mad about that. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, it's going to be a point in time where I'm going to move forward. Like, I might take my company to wherever I'm trying to go to. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, enough, um, it's enough here that we all can win. And, I, and another thing that I feel like we as entrepreneurs um, forget is that we can all work together. It's okay. That's like, a word in itself. <laughs> I can have a security company. You can have a security company. We can put our minds together, and it can. we can probably build something great. Mm. Or you can teach me something I didn't know, and I can teach you something you didn't know. 
Mm. You know what I mean? I think that everybody look at things as competition now. And it, to me, it's strength in numbers. It is. And, and I think being in a position to learn from someone that, and I don't like to, I don't compare other people, but I think, like, I got to be honest, like, I can learn, you got to be in a position to learn from other people. And somebody may be great at something, but if you don't humble yourself to say, you know what, let me look at their skill set. How 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 do they go about doing X, Y, and Z or their business strategy and learn from it instead of believing that you have to be the everything. You have to compete. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's very important. So h- how do people get in touch with, with your with your business? They want to do uh, get your services. Um, I have an Instagram page for Bolo. I also have an Instagram, a Instagram page for Girl Code Beauty Bar. Um, if you wanted to book an appointment or anything like that. Um, Instagram, I also have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, on the Instagram and Facebook page, there is a link um, on the page for you to go to my website and it offers, like, if you need to have a consultation. Okay. Um, I think everybody bypassed that and just call my phone. <laughs> um, but you definitely can call my phone and um, set up something. I'll make an appointment with you to come to the office. Um, so those are the ways that you can get in contact with me if you want those type of service. Um, the Instagram is Team Bolo 2021 Okay. Um, the Facebook is also the same. I tried to keep it the same. Consistent, yep. Um, the website, like I said, you could just click the link on both pages and you could get to it. I also have my number on both pages as well. Okay. Um, email, I'm good at responding to emails. You mm. might get an email at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, but that's when I'm paying attention mostly to my phone. <laughs> um. My email address is www.teambolo21 at gmail.com. Um, I respond to emails more than I respond to text. I think it's just a little more professional. It is, it's, the times are really changing, though. I mean, you made a good point about text messages, and um, it's just so tough because it's like I get now, I get, um, what do you call it, spam text messages now. A lot. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but uh, I want to I want to leave the, this episode of of you kind of you no know, you work in a group home so you what uh, what's what's your age bracket that you work with in your group home um, the group home that I have I have thirty two all the way up until sixty eight wow okay um yeah that's that's like my passion I'm scared of yeah. that job so what would you to, you say to uh, someone I would just say maybe over the age of twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, who is working a full-time job. They got some ideals of starting a business. They got their, you know, working on their business plan, um, but may not have the strong support systems um, that you had. Um, or even if they do, it may not be as consistent. What advice or, or what thing would you, what would you say to them to encourage them um to keep going um one thing i can tell you is don't let nobody tell you when it's your time to give up your 40 hour job um do it at your own pace Mm -hmm. because uh we all have different things that like me i'm i'm a single mother like i got two kids so with me giving up my 40 hour job would be to me right now something i couldn't do i pay tuition like my son go to private school it's 
That's a, a bill every <laughs> month. So to me, I, I'm going to keep my 40-hour job until I feel like I'm comfortable. Until yeah. God say, like, here go, I'm going to put this contract in front of you. This is what you got. And this is going to take you away from that. Um, my 40-hour job and working overtime helped me get whatever I needed for both businesses. Mm. I don't care about working overtime. I don't care about people joking about how you got to go work overtime to do whatever. I work overtime so I don't have to ask somebody for anything. Right. Um, another thing is surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm. So many times we surround ourselves with people that we're, we be around people that we're just comfortable with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they've been our friends for 20 years, 15 years, whatever the case may be. When you surround yourself with like-minded people, those people will encourage you to keep pushing forward. You need them people to keep pushing you, no matter what. Um, I have people that I surrounded myself with that um, I have a cousin that live out of town. She encouraged me to go back to school. I went back to school. I graduated. You know what I mean? And that was from watching her go through her phase of going through school and graduating. Mm. You know what I mean? So when I say surround yourself by, with like-minded people, surround yourself with people that think like you, that want to see you win. Some people just want you to be stagnant where they're at. Um, and then always jot everything that you set a goal for yourself, like give yourself in a one or two years, this is where I want to be at with my business, set that goal and keep pushing towards that goal. Like it's going to come little things, obstacles that's going to come your way. Don't get in discouraged, pray about it. If it don't work out, move on to something else, mm. but just never give up. That's the best thing I can tell you is just don't give up. Don't give up at all. Keep pushing. So I'm definitely gonna have to, you know, to play this this episode back because I think uh, I really, really appreciate the the insight of information you share with us, especially because uh, I think it just gives some highlight of the the story, which is what Empower Seven One Six is all about. Just giving people the the background story and the foundation to individuals who are out there every single day. Because sometimes entrepreneurs make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And and you don't know the flight that individuals have to take to actually make things work, and it's not easy. It's a process. It, it requires consistency, requires dedication, requires prayer. All the things you talk about requires prayer. It requires uh, consistency, requires dedication, requires uh, you not giving up, requires self-care, all of those things, um, and then kind of knowing that vision. You talked a lot about vision and writing it down, making it plain, and I think that's important. That's one of the things I used to. I, I was I was not a writer probably ten years ago, and I would never write things down. But once I started writing stuff down, holding myself accountable mm-hmm. to what I wrote now, because it, it's nothing like uh, seeing your goals. Like I, oh, I used to ten years ago, I started writing my goals down every year, and I go back and I look at how my growth, even my mindset. First, it was like tangible things that I wanted to buy. Then it changed until once I started learning different more, like, okay, I want I want an investment. I wanted this. So now my goals are, really, you know, changing as I get older. But to have to go back and hold yourself accountable, oh, I didn't do this. And even if it wasn't a timing, but at least I know it was there. And then I said, okay, I still can focus on X, Y, and Z. So I love the fact that you talked about prayer. I love the fact that you talked about writing a vision um, and then just just not giving up. And so um, anything uh, else that you want to share with us, any kind of next moves? I know you don't want to share too much because <laughs> I believe in that as well. But anything that we can look out for from you? Um, definitely. Um I have a project coming up okay. that um, 
I can't wait to, I don't want to speak too much yeah. about it, but um, one of my good friends, one of my coworkers, uh, Dwight Lowe, um, you can follow him. He, uh, let me pull up his information. Shout out to so, Dwight Lowe. So I can pull up his information. Um, he has um, Home Beneath Our Feet. Okay. Um, he produces a lot of um, natural products and stuff like, not natural products, but like food, planting food and stuff like that. Mm. Um, he has an after dope after school program going on right now where he's teaching kids how to plant um, fruits and vegetables and things like that, like stuff that we fall from, that fell by the wayside a lot. Um, a healthy, eating, healthy, eating healthy, healthier up. living and stuff like that. But, um, I had took a course that I just was like, you know what, let me just take it. He encouraged <laughs> me to take it. And um, it ended up turning into something really, really dope. Nice. The outcome of it. And I can't wait till we are able to, like, really share it with the world. Um, I'm glad that I got a chance to um, not only be my coworker, but um, he has taken, my son has went out and done pro- projects with him of cleaning up our streets and different things like that. But parents that's looking for a great after-school program for their children, please go follow him um, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, a lot of teaching. Uh, He has a chef there that's teaching these kids to cook from scratch with the things that he's planting. It's it's really dope. So um, I can't wait till that project come out. It sounds dope. It really does. It's really, like, cleaning up our neighborhood, dope. Like, Mm. Put in a different atmosphere in front of these kids to let them know there's other things that they can be doing. I can't. I really can't wait until we really put it out there. Oh, yeah, me excited. So yeah, you definitely have to. Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna say it on your social media. So definitely try to share that when you uh, when you release that. So that that's real, that's really dope. And it's funny. It's not funny, but how God works and when you do collaborations and opportunities. And sometimes I even find that in my my uh, path is that. You, you you involve yourself in something and then you like and then it leads to something else and then something that you didn't even have on your your planning is just like and it, and it just it worked and it out. took off like yeah. I couldn't believe how much it took off and to be sitting and talking to council members and yeah. things like that like I I really can't wait till you guys see this project I mean it's it's really dope and I'm happy that my company will be a part of it yeah um I'm happy that he's able to put his business out there to get more people to know about, you know, healthy living. Mm. Um, I, so I, I can't wait to that comes out and share. Well, I'm excited. I am so uh, grateful and honored. Yeah. I, I, I do. I need to work on that a lot too, even in my, my own personal life, <laughs> but I, I'm truly honored and, and just grateful that I finally get to, to meet the person I see on social media. I know that you're doing great things. That's why, um, for me, this is kind of like I, I tell people when I started this podcast, I didn't know what God wanted me to do with it. Um, but I would have conversations privately with people at coffee shops or during meetings from other entrepreneurs and business owners. And I, I was like, this is just I learned so much walking mm-hmm. away from it. And I, and there's individuals who I don't know that's out there. And I didn't want it to be about just people I bring on that I actually knew. Um, I wanted to reach out to the ones who people, everybody knows, the ones in, in the middle that you may know a little bit about, and then the ones who are just still growing. And so um, I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to to meet you face-to-face, to learn more about how, what you do. 
uh, not and more about who you are. And I think it shows that, you know, you're a great mother, just love, love the vibe of, you know, just wanting, um, when you see a mother, um, it, obviously mothers have a, a unique value to our world, but when you see mothers who want to make it great for their kids, they, they want to continue the legacy. And despite some of the, the circumstances that many of us face in our life, we just keep pushing on, pressing the mark, praying, trying to make it together and work at it. And so uh, when you see that, you gravitate to other people who are trying to, to have the same vibe as you. So I definitely appreciate you sharing your story and all the great things. I know you know, I'm looking forward to your, your other projects that's coming forth. Um, I keep praying for you and I hope you pray for me as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, concludes our episode. Uh, what are we on numbers? This is seventeen, right? I'm I'm getting old. So episode number seventeen. So uh, Wednesday we got a special episode. Uh, Wednesday at five p.m. My man Rob Cornelius uh, is going to be joining us of RC Enterprise. He's going to tell us a little bit about all the great things he does in the community and for his business and so forth. And so make sure you lock in on Wednesday, this Wednesday at 5 p.m. live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So if you are watching or listening to this on the replay on the audio podcast, make sure uh, download it. Make sure you like, share, and help us get this message out. Um, appreciate everybody uh, locking in. Um, until next time, see you on Wednesday. Hey, what's up, Western New York? Did you know that Empower 716 Talk Show is looking to promote and recognize young entrepreneurs in Western New York? You could recommend yourself or someone else to be acknowledged on a future episode. Nominees need to be age 21 or under, has a service or product that offers value, has taken steps to become an entrepreneur, and must be willing to come on the show and talk about their service or product if selected. Email us at empower716 at gmail.com.